This is Sid Roth saying, Shalom Mishpacha. Mishpacha is a Hebrew word. It means family. And we're the Mishpacha, the family with a Jewish heart. Welcome to today's edition of Messianic Vision and another appointment for you to be mentored to fulfill your destiny with one of our It's Supernatural guests. And now, here's your host for this program, It's Supernatural television producer, Ryan Bruss. Thank you, Sid. Today on Messianic Vision, our guest is Becca Greenwood. And Becca, you have a brand new teaching called Discerning the Spirit Realm. It's a brand new book and how people can partner with angelic activity and release God's breakthrough uh, for answers uh, through prayer. And this is so key to effective warfare prayer and discerning. And I don't know about you that are listening, but when I was talking to Becca about this book and this teaching, that she teaches that when you walk into work, when you walk into your home, when you walk into church, when you're walking to the grocery store, this teaching is going to help you discern what you're feeling in the moment. For instance, you walk into work and all of a sudden fear hits you or anxiety hits you or something uh, unfamiliar is uh, like trying to attach itself to you. And Becca teaches how you can discern what is going on in that moment so you can pray and process through it and continue on with your day. Becca, thank you for being with us. Uh, Thank you so much, Ryan, for having me. It's such such a privilege to be back with you all again. I love being with you all on the podcast and on the show with It's Supernatural and just honor you all and Sid. And I'm excited to get to talk with you today about this message because I really feel like discernment is not a gift that's talked about a lot. And uh, so I'm excited when, uh, you know, the Lord prompted me to begin teaching this message and then to write this message so we can empower and equip the body of Christ and how to function within this gift and to be victorious and to see breakthroughs come and to see people's lives change, to see atmospheres shift and to partner in that supernatural realm uh, because discernment is very much a revelatory gift uh, that is given by the Holy Spirit and it's meant to empower us in all that we are doing in our Christian walk. And Becca, after reading your material, it seems to me that when our discernment is heightened, that we're not taken off guard and, and we and we like I said earlier, we understand what is going on in the moment. Oh, that I, I feel something like like a real peace all of a sudden. Uh, and you talk about angelic activity and you and you talk about warfare and, and you know, you you wake up in the middle of the night, for instance, and you, you hear a noise and and fear tries to overwhelm you. And you talk about how to discern and pray through those things. And I, I feel that when our discernment is heightened, it literally changes the way we go about our day. Absolutely. And, you know, one thing, Ryan, that we really talk about with discernment, because you're already using these terms, you know, and and this is what we talk about in the book, because we can discern in dreams and in visions. We can discern through the Word of God. But then also in that discernment, gift and that functioning of discernment, uh, we can uh, feel things, we can see things, we can hear things, we can sense things, and uh, we can sense what's going on in the spiritual atmosphere around us. 
And why I'm so passionate about this is because uh, this gift was activated in my life at a very young age. I could see, I could hear, I could feel, I could sense. But I always thought when I would when I would feel or sense something, just like what you're saying, well, you, I could you wake up at night and all and I feel fear. Suddenly I'm feeling fear or anxiety. But when I went to bed, everything was good. I wasn't fearful. <laughs> I wasn't afraid. But then all of a sudden, I'm sensing and feeling fear in the atmosphere. Well, that's our gift of discernment and operation. So what I'm so excited about with this book is in that moment, when that happens, I have learned to say, Holy Spirit, what is this? What is this that I'm sensing? What is it that I'm feeling? Because lots of times we will sense things or we'll feel things or see or hear things in the spirit, and we instantly think that it's us with the issue. And people will go into self-examination. Why am I so fearful? What did I do yesterday? What is there something in my life? And sometimes God is wanting to bring us into more freedom, but often, especially in the scenario that you just described, when people wake up and they feel that fear and anxiety, that's someone that God's calling to intercession for someone they might know who is in fear and anxiety. Maybe something has happened within their city and region. Maybe something has happened within the nation. Maybe it's an alert that God is giving them to pray for a family member or a dear friend that might be in the midst of a crisis. And so what's so amazing is once we start dialoguing with the Holy Spirit and asking him, what is this? What am I sensing? What am I feeling? What, why, why is there this fear? He'll help us. He'll begin to speak to us. And uh, what I tell people is carry those burdens, carry that burden in intercession till you feel that lift or he gives you the revelation of what is specifically going on. We have a great testimony that one of my dear friends, high level of discernment, that uh, she started having an uneasiness and a feeling of uncertainty about her son who had moved off to college. Not that he wasn't okay, but she since she just kept feeling and sensing an intercession. And she would wake up at night and defeat an intercession for him. And she was sensing that there was people that were uh, trying to be close to him and live with him in his apartment that were not going to be a good influence for him. And this increased so much that finally she and her husband uh, made a trip to see him at college, and she began to dialogue with him about this. And sure enough, uh, there were some things that, that came to the surface concerning these friends that it really uh, was the, the voice of the Lord in that discernment realm that she was sensing that pushed her into intercession. To, for the Lord to show her specifically, this is what's unfolding, and uh, we're able to go and speak with their son and to stop uh, that from that, that situation of roommates happening in college because these young other people had been exposed in some things that they should not have been doing that would have affected him as he was going to law school, and. And he was so grateful, you know, that and he loves his mother and respects her. So he was able to receive from her and knows that when she's 
hearing, he needs to pay attention. And so this can be a powerful, uh, you know, gift to empower us to come into victory and, you know, not only even discerning negative things, but even positive things when we're in intense situations where we can uh, pray and literally ask the Lord to send his angels and that the, and we our eyes are open into a supernatural encounter where the Lord will send these send angels to even help us in times of crisis or to release messages at the exact right time that we need to hear them through dreams and visions and and so I think discernment is a beautiful gift that the Lord has given us. But, and I know we're a little bit off, you know, some of the things we were talking about, but I think sometimes people are afraid to talk about discernment because they think it's always on the, you know, the negative stuff. <laughs> on that note, Becca, you, you talk about in your book, and I love how you break this down because discernment is, is about not just hearing and not just seeing, but feeling, and I just know that I know something. You even talk about smelling. Yeah. And you really break it down in your book because, you know, there's many people that walk into a situation, they're like, whoa, and they didn't hear anything and they didn't see anything, but they just feel something. And I think mm-hmm. that's a big part of discernment uh, uh, that you talk about in your book. So you really lay it out clearly that, you know, the hearing and seeing and feeling and knowing, uh, how, how you you got to just ask the Lord, what, do you, what are you doing? And, and ask the Lord to show you. And in fact, in the book, you talk about, you know, to learn to discern the Lord's voice because, Lord, is this me? Is this you? Am I having a bad attitude? And in fact, on that note, just to be completely honest, I know for myself, Becca, I've not wanted to meet with a certain person that wanted to meet with me. And I'm like, oh, I got such a bad attitude. And little did I know when I got to the meeting, it was amazing. And it was, I wasn't discerning correctly that the enemy was trying to, you know, get me in a bad attitude or a bad frame of mind or even cancel the meeting prior to going. And it had nothing to do with God. And I was supposed to meet with a person. And if I had Mm -hmm. heightened discernment in that moment, I would have been like, hey, okay, it doesn't matter. I'm going to go meet with this person. Right. And so we have to even, you know, discern, is this is this me? Is this the enemy? Is this the Lord? And so really engaging uh, the Holy Spirit and in that process and listening to him and praise God, right? In spite of what you were feeling, you know, you, you were able to press through that and still go. And it was a powerful meeting. And this is something that happens as well, because Sometimes, you know, we'll, we'll feel things or the enemy will try to make us feel things that might keep us, you know, from something that the Lord is walking us into or, or place questions of doubt, uh, you know, in our mind. And then just our own emotions and our own, own flesh. And I've really, Ryan, had to learn how to discern uh, even my own flesh, you know, or my own emotions at times concerning something and really press in to hear the heart of the Lord. And because there are times, but just like what you're saying, I've been asked to do things. It's like, I don't want to go meet with that person. I don't, you know, but then as I continue to move forward and I listen to the Lord and he's saying, no, you need to do this. And I follow those simple, those even simple nudges of the Holy Spirit, 
sometimes, you know, it ends up being a wonderful thing that we've just walked into that if we had chosen not to do uh, that, you know, not to go, not to go to that meeting, not to go to that lunch, not to go to that gathering, uh, we would have, we could have missed a very important moment. And so that's why it's so important to engage the Holy Spirit in what we're feeling, feeling and hearing and sensing and discerning. Is it me? Is it the Lord? Is it the enemy? These things that we are picking up on and maturing in that process of, of knowing how to do that. And I, you know, and I think we've all struggled with this as well. Uh, you know, sometimes we discern something and we can become critical and, or we can look at others negatively because of what we're discerning. And the reality is discernment isn't for us to use against people. Amen. Discernment is for us to use to pray and to intercede for people and pray that God's kingdom and God's Father's heart of love will be established in a situation and, and with that we can see God even move in that person's life. That way you're not crossing over into judgment. You're, you're, you're discerning and you're right. praying and you're living in love. And, and Becca, you talk about, and you make it really clear, hey, listen, all believers are supposed to be and can discern. They're, this is not just for a yes. select few. Yes. And I, you know, I've had some people say, I don't have the gift. I don't function like you do. Let me give a real practical example because I talk about this in, in our book, and I'm so grateful for my husband, Greg. You know, isn't it amazing how God puts you with just the perfect oh, yeah. one, right? <laughs> right. Uh, you know, based on our giftings. And because trust me, right, I have this gift. My daughters have this gift. So my husband, here I am, he's married to me. We have three daughters. Now our girls are all getting married, so we're getting sons and son-in-laws in the family. And, uh, but he had to learn how to maneuver with us. And he doesn't discern the way we do in that feeling and in that sensing and that hearing realm. But he definitely has a great gift of wisdom, and the Lord uses that gift of wisdom very much connected with discernment as well um, in his life, but we could we can be together. I even share this, um, this story. I had just been in Russia. I've been in, you know, preaching um, in the nation of Russia and love Russia. It's a nation that I'm called to love the church in Russia, pray for this nation daily. But you're listened to. When you speak in Russia, your messages are listened to. Uh, sometimes they'll even send uh, KGB into the services to record you. They'll be in civilian clothes uh, to ensure you're not saying something uh, that is anti-government or that will, you know, cause a divisive mind uh, in the church. And so, and I knew that and uh, praying for those that do come in to do that. You don't know who they are in the big gatherings, but uh, they blend in very well, but, you know, praying for them as well. And, uh, but I never felt unsafe, right, in, in that uh, when I was there. Just returned home. We went out for a fun family night. And we went to a movie theater in a city we do not live in, decided, uh, bought tickets online after we had dinner. Let's go see this movie. This will be fun. And so as we walked into that movie theater, at Ryan, it's a movie theater. 
but it felt like every hair on my body was standing on end. Wow. I mean, it was like, my Lord, what is in the atmosphere? And Greg, you know, we've been married many, many years now, 30, 32 years uh, this year. But at that point, it would have been like 28 years. And he turned and he looked at me and says, what are you picking up on? I said, Greg. And I'm whispering because I know my daughters have discernment as well, but they're younger. I don't want to frighten them. Um, so I whispered to him. I said, listen, I never felt unsafe in Russia. There is something here or in the atmosphere or we need to ask the Lord, are we in danger? Because I'm telling you, Greg, we are. there's something of danger in the atmosphere. And my oldest daughter heard me saying this to him, and she said, Dad, she's right. I'm feeling it, too. You know, and so it all, all the girls, you know, are turned in at this, at this point. And Greg said, okay, now let's stop and let's pray. Let's, let's do what we teach. Let's engage the Holy Spirit. Lord, is there something in this city and in this region in the atmosphere that is causing this feeling of danger in that discernment arena and that discernment gift? And or are we in danger? Is do we need to leave the theater? And we prayed, and we all heard in unison as a family that it was something over that city and region. Because remember, it's not one that we had been in before. And we went to the movie. We watched it. We were in total peace. We weren't concerned because we had engaged the Holy Spirit, and we knew what He had said that we were fine to stay in the theater. We were not in danger being there. And it was our discernment picking up on what was going on in the spiritual atmosphere over that city of preaching. And so, you know, there are times that I can, you know, feel and sense these types of things. Not times, a lot of times. I, I laughingly say, because sometimes people will say to me, Becca, can't you turn that gift down? And can't you turn that off? <laughs> I just kind of giggle. But I, had, I was like, I wish I could <laughs> sometimes. And, and, you know, and I'm not shunning the gift of the Lord in any way, shape, or form, but it's just there. And that's one reason why I wrote the book as well. It is a part of how God has made me. And so it's there. It's active. And the closer I draw to the Holy Spirit and the closer and more mature I grow in His Word and reading the Word and my gift of prophecy, the more this gift increases as well but you learn how to mature and i believe each believer can function in discernment uh giving my husband as that as a great example and but then there are natural observations you know we've been teaching this in deliverance ministry because i'll have people say well i can't discern but you can by by observation by asking questions by by observing you know, how somebody is reacting by just even the answers to questions. Like when people do deliverance in inner healing ministry, many of them will use questionnaires. And based on how people answer those questions, it gives them a great guide by uh, observation and asking questions to very quickly discern what is going on in someone's life and how to pray to help them effectively. Now, Becca, on that note, you talk about how we need to intentionally cultivate an atmosphere for revelation. How do we do that? You intentionally cultivate an atmosphere for revelation by spending time in, in the, with the Lord. Uh, you know, we want to spend a, a, a time abiding with Him. 
And when we abide with him, it, it means that we uh, are vitally united to the Holy Spirit, Ryan. And so we want to spend time in the Word. We want to spend time uh, in worship. And we want to stay in that place of worship and that time with him, what with his presence ever increasing that we are experiencing and that we are encountering. We want to spend time in the throne room glory presence of the Lord. Now, I'm an intercessor. I know that is a true intercessor comment to make. But I believe the Lord wants all believers to encounter him in his presence in the throne Because that bell was written to when Jesus died on the cross, meaning all believers have access to him and in his presence and in his throne room. And so when we set aside quality time with him, even in the midst of all busyness and distraction that our culture offers, if we set aside that time with him and we cultivate a dynamic, on fire, surrendered and abandoned personal relationship with the Holy Spirit, and we welcome him to transform us from glory to glory, we will grow in an intimate friendship and an abiding place with him. So our discernment, our hearing, our seeing, our feeling, our sensing is heightened. It's awakened. You know, David prayed in Psalm 57, 8, Lord, awaken my glory. See, I believe that we, God wants within each of us for there to be an awakening for us to ever be increasing. And this is what's so beautiful, Ryan, because as we increase in this gift, we learn when the Holy Spirit's moving, not only in our prayer room, but in everyday life, we can walk into the grocery store. Listen, you can, you, you can make people in the grocery store your intercessory prayer assignment for that day. You could be prayer walking while you're grocery I shopping like that. for the people that you are passing by. And, and, so, and I do this all the time. My husband and I, we have to go grocery shopping. Our kids invaded our home over the 4th of July. We have no more food. I'm just saying. <laughs> when we go... When we go to the grocery store today to get restocked uh, in food, listen, it's not just us buying groceries. And Craig, when we go together, he, he just smiles because we'll be walking down the aisle and all of a sudden I'll just, I'll just turn and say, oh, after we walk by a person, Lord, bring your light into their life. Father God, whatever has harmed them, whatever they're carrying, whatever is weighing heavy on them, heal them, Lord. Listen, there was one time, uh, I didn't put this story in the book, but there was one time we were in uh, the grocery store, and I told Greg, we have to go to that line right there and stand behind that woman. The Lord had just been highlighting her the whole time we had been in the store. And I walked up behind her, and she began to, the gro- you know, ring up. Uh, uh, they began to ring up her groceries, and I was listening to the Lord. Lord, why are you highlighting her? Why every time when I'm looking at her? This is another way the Lord will get my attention. Sometimes 
and it's not a heart condition. I've been checked out. Sometimes my heart will um, begin to uh, beat at a faster, accelerated pace, and there's a heat on my heart. Not painful at all. It's a it's a nudge. It's a trigger of discernment and intercession and prophecy from the Holy Spirit. And and I so I listened. I stood and listened, and the Lord said, "She is literally spending her last money on this food." because she has no job, and she does not know how she's going to feed her children after this. I just asked, Lord, what's going on with it? And he told me. And um, and because I, I was standing there, I, could begin, I began to feel, after I listened and paid attention to my physical body, I began to feel her pain and her fear and her concern. And so I instantly, um, I instantly, got cash out of my wallet where she could not see it. And when the total was run up, I reached over and I said, I'm paying for her groceries today. And I'm paying for your groceries today. She just began to sob and sob. And she said, there is a God. And I smiled. I said, yes, there is. Wow. And she said, I prayed a prayer today. God, if you're real and you are hearing my prayers, please send somebody to confirm that to me today. So I'm now the I'm weeping at the register. She's weeping at the register, and the lady ringing up the groceries, the cashier, <laughs> is weeping. Wow! At the register. This is a very thing that you're teaching is creating an atmosphere for revelation, and uh, you have so many stories in the book of things that have happened to you in situations that you've been around because you've learned how to talk to and communicate to the Holy Spirit in the moment. With, yeah. with that, Becca, you talk about, share about this. You talk mm-hmm. about red light revelation and green light revelations, what to share and what not to share. This is very important. It is, and I think this is why some people get uh, concerned about the gift of discernment because there's been some of these red light revelations that get shared out of zealousness or too quickly and not understanding protocols and maturity of how to handle what we're hearing. And so, you know, I, we, when we're prophesying and trust me, uh, you know, I say this in the book, I'm traveling nationally and internationally all the time. So I'm releasing prophecies over cities, regions, nations, churches, government leaders, spheres of influence leaders in Hollywood and the marketplace. And, you know, so I, I do this a lot. But there are certain principles that I think, Ryan, that the Lord has given us that are so key to follow and to adhere to when we're discerning. And and so one thing is I do not involve in spiritual matchmaking, meaning I, I and I, I will tell you this, multiple times the Lord has shown me a man and a woman that will get married, and they do. But I never go to either of the people and I and I say to them, you're going to marry that woman or you're going to marry that man. And uh, I'm not into spiritual matchmaking. But what I do is I take that revelation and I intercede into that revelation that God has shown me for those individuals. So I think we've got to be very careful. I have been in ministry now, my husband and I, two weeks after our honeymoon. So 30, almost 32 years now, 
And I have seen people that have literally gotten married and chosen to marry off of prophetic words and not off of relationship with each other. And we've had to do some deliverance and inner healing and marriage counseling to help couples or people who are married who literally were married just off of a prophetic word from an individual, not from a direct word from the Lord, which is the person you're married. So don't do those things. It's just, you know, um, use wisdom. That would be an example of a red light revelation. That is an example of a red light revelation. Hold on and use that in intercession. Just a brief, just a brief one minute testimony, and I'll keep going down that list of red light revelation. Very dear friend had been with her. She'd been saying, Is God ever going to bring the right man in my life? I've been praying for years. We prayed in agreement that night. We go to church the next morning. I am speaking in the church, I'm sitting on the front row. And this young gentleman comes walking in that I had not met yet from the previous time. He hadn't been there the previous time. And he puts, he puts the strap on over his shoulder and connects it to the bass guitar because he's the bass player on the worship team. And my, I, I knew instantly, the Lord says, that's her husband. Wow. And when I heard it, I started giggling out loud. And she turned and looked at me because she was within earshot of me. She goes, what are you doing? I said, oh, nothing, nothing. It was someone just said something I heard. It's just really funny. And I took that and I prayed into that for six months. And after six months, I got a phone call from her. And she said, Becca, you know, last time you were here, we were praying about my husband. I said, yes. And she said, I said, you know that guy that you were there that he plays the bass guitar? I giggled and I said, yes. And she said, We've been seeing each other now for three to four months, and I think he's the one. I, I He loves the Lord. He's a great man, and I've really been praying and seeking the Lord, and he's told me that he loves me. And, and she said, and I was praying this morning, and the Lord told me to call you and ask you what you feel and think. And I started laughing. And I said, well, let me tell you what the Lord told me six months ago. <laughs> so in that situation, that was the right time to speak what I have been hearing because the Lord has already caused the relationship to form. And and she was just wanting just to process with a friend and have further confirmation. You know, it was a good thing. Right. But then, you know, things concerning new jobs, right? That's a red light uh, revelation. We, we don't want to encourage, just go up and say, hey, you're getting a new job and and you need to just quit your job right now. We don't we want it that don't do that. If you're even if you're discerning that God's about to transition someone, pray into that transition for them. And but don't don't just start blurting these things out because you know what happens? Let me finish going down the list. Uh, concerning move. Sometimes people will make very abrupt physical move based off of someone else's discernment, but not that person having a direct word from the Lord themselves that it's the right thing to do. And so these are things that we have to be used cautious on future pregnancies. Now, we have broken barrenness off of many people and spoken healing in life, and they have become pregnant. That is a spiritual condition. But when uh, we just have to be cautious when we're when we're discerning things, and sometimes God's just bringing them to us for us to intercede for for them to happen. Anything that involves major life decisions, we've got to use wisdom and discernment of how 
we release those. So don't just go and blurt those. Why? Why am I saying that? Um, because sometimes when it doesn't play out the way the way you have discerned completely, because we're all maturing and growing, and you have spoken that discernment out, lots of times when people will make a decision off of that, or if it doesn't happen, they will many times question God and his goodness in their life. So we've got to use wisdom on what we share and what we don't share. So I'm listening to the Holy Spirit. When I'm discerning something, not only am I discerning and hearing, but I'm engaging the Holy Spirit. Is this just for me to know for intercession? Do I share this? Or is, or when do I share this? Or how do I share this? Very, very important. And, you know, and I know when we teach on prophecy, we teach these things as well. Because we want to build people up and we want to encourage people and build faith and that God is speaking and we don't want to add to others confusion. And so green light revelation is uh, where, you know, things to share words of exhortation, encouragement, comfort, hope, kingdom direction, words of destiny released in the right timing, words of deliverance and freedom. These are all green light revelation. Even words of transition or direction that that God is saying, you know, you're discerning it, go ahead and speak it, but how you say it is very important that can bring guidance and hope and confirmation to the person instead of adding to any type of confusion. So a great example of that is usually when I teach that, people are like, give me an example you know, of what you are, what you're talking about uh, with this. So many times I'll be praying for people and I do, and I'll discern, I'll, I'll discern. I, I'll see in the spirit, the words transition. I'll discern when I'm, or feel uh, when I'm laying hands on them or sense, ooh, there's, there's a lot of transition going on, God. So i even if I might know specifically what that transition is, the Holy Spirit might say, don't say that fully. Just encourage them that God has his hand on them in the midst of this transition and that he is going to make it very plain the direction that they are to go. And so, and that way, and that when the transition begins to unfold, God's releasing this word for confirmation to you. But I've not once said you're moving to this city. I have not once. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. I've used it in wisdom. A lot of these green light revelations are so important for people just day to day. And you talk about in your book, discerning the anointing in everyday life, and, and just yes. just discernment. Just you know, tell that person that that I'm, the father's thinking about them, or put your hand on their shoulder, yeah. you know, or, or just, um, you know, pray for that person as you walk by, they're having a hard day. And I love that. I love how you teach about green light and red light revelations. And another very important uh, aspect of discerning is discerning God within our own home and discerning yeah. the anointing, discerning the presence. And I, I have a family of four and you know, as they're growing up, you you just sense that, you know, they come in the other room and 
not something's just not right with my daughter or my son or something's mm-hmm. not sitting well. And you teach in the book how to discern at home. Uh, speak into that a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. But, you know, um, we we can discern for each other and I, within our homes and within our families. You know, I talk about in the book, you know, I am a midnight to 3 a.m. intercessor. I can be in my prayer room it, worshiping, interceding, and I love it when my daughters were at home. And it still happens when they come home for visits. I'll hear a knock on the door, and I'll and I'll say, "Come in." And one of the girls will walk in. Mom, can I sit in this anointing with you? Can I sit in the presence of God with you? And so you can establish an atmosphere that creates hunger in your home where even your children are discerning the presence of the Lord. And then also you can discern when things are, uh, you know, someone in your family is struggling. Maybe they're struggling emotionally. And I know we all know each other real well, so we can, you know, pick up on those things because, you know, they're family and we live together. But at the same time, you know, uh, we can discern when the enemy is trying to take advantage. Uh, our our youngest daughter, Katie, she was around the age of six, and we I would tuck her in bed at night and say her prayers, but I could feel, I was sensing on her, and I kept asking her every day, are you okay? Mom, I'm okay. I'm okay. Are you sure you're okay? Is everything okay? Mom, I'm okay. And so, and she was young. She was six, but I'm okay, Mommy. I'm okay. And I would tuck her in bed at night and pray for her, but I could feel it. I could sense, Ryan, a spirit of rejection Mm. uh, speaking uh, in the atmosphere around my child. Wow. So I I woke up in the night hours while she was sleeping, and in a whisper I walked into her room. And I did this for three nights. I did not tell her I was doing this. I did this while she was sleeping. I said, Lord, right now, I speak out in the spirit realm, spirit of rejection. You get out of this house. You get off of her thoughts. You will not speak your lies to her. I break your assignment now, and I command you to get out of her life. You will not establish a stronghold in my child's life. And I command this assignment of canceled and broken. Now, in the name of Jesus, get out and go. And then I would start prophesying her destiny, whispering it out in the spirit where her spirit could do it while she was asleep. I did that for three nights. And the third night, I felt a breakthrough. The fourth night, I was putting her to bed, tucking her in. And this child, I, it makes me cry. I, you know, I'm a mom. I'm emotional, right? It's your kid. She looked at me at the age of six, right? And my baby said, Mama, have you been praying for me at night out? And I tilted my head, just almost shocked. And I said, yes, baby, I have. She said, thank you, Mama. It's working. I love you so much. And gave me this huge bear hug and said, Mama, please don't ever stop praying. Mm-hmm. And so even my six-year-old baby could discern the shift around her in the spirit from what I was doing in the night hours to ensure that rejection would not get a stronghold in her life. 
So listen, for you who are listening to this, the the book, the CD she did for us, the special package is is something that every single believer needs to get in their hands. I'm telling you, it will sharpen your discernment. It doesn't matter how long you've been discerning or 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 how long maybe you're brand new to discerning uh, the things of God. This is going to sharpen you. This is going to put you on the right path so you know what when you're feeling or hearing or sensing something, what what is really going on. She has so many stories that we couldn't get to even on this podcast, but let Becca teach you. Let her mentor you uh, on discernment. And if you understood that from this podcast, that's what she was doing this whole time, was mentoring you. Here's how I did it. Here's how I matured in discernment. Here's what was going on in my family. And if you were listening closely, everything that Becca was saying happens to most everybody out there, grocery store, family, uh, uh, on a trip, so on and so forth. I mean, friend, you don't ever want to go somewhere you're not supposed to go. And if you are with your family and you're all having a good time in the mountains and, uh, you know, I'm thinking right. of where I live in North Carolina, and all of a sudden you have a bad feeling. Everybody's got a bad feeling. It, we shouldn't go down that trail. Don't do it. That's discernment. And right. uh, that, that's what uh, Becca. That's what Becca is. Don't go down that trail. So that's true. what Becca is saying uh, through this book. And I really appreciate the red light and green light things to share, because I've been around way too many people that are sharing red light revelation, and it does more harm than I good. Know. So Becca, and it what, causes fear and confusion. Absolutely. Yes. So yes. Becca, whatever we just have a couple minutes. Whatever you're discerning now, uh, please pray over the people at home. That would be wonderful. Absolutely. So I could even feel God. See, there's that discernment as I'm teaching. I could just feel uh, the pull and the nudging of the Holy Spirit for so many of you that are listening and you're like, I do that. I, I, I have that gift. I, oh, Lord, that's what's been happening with me. So, Lord, for each of those that are just some of them, yes, thank you, Lord. And those are like, oh, the lights are coming on. Lord, I just, and even for those that are just that pull in the spirit that I'm even feeling and sensing now, that gift starting to bubble up. Some of you, while I've been speaking, it's like all of a sudden there's just been this, this heat on you or bubbling up in your spirit or rising up in your spirit that you could feel something, a gift stirring, that you're like, wow, God's doing something here. And so, Lord, I thank you for each person here that that gift of discernment will be awakened, that it will be stirred, that there will be increase, that there will be great wisdom. Lord, give them dreams. Give them a vision. Lord, cause them to see, to hear, to feel, to sense, to just know that they know to know that they know. Lord, I thank you, Father God, that they will hear your voice clearly, that we can discern in our homes. We can discern for our churches. We can discern in our spheres of influence. We can discern for our cities, our regions, our nation. And Lord, we can receive those strategies, not just to discern for discernment's sake, but we can receive strategies of solution to see breakthrough come. And so I just release that impartation now 
And some of you, as I even just spoke that phrase, you've been discerning and you've had discernment, but I want to release that word. We're not just discerning for discernment's sake. We're discerning so we can pray and we can intercede and we can receive a strategy from the Lord to the Lord to bring a solution of hope and victory. And so, Lord, I thank you, Lord, for all of those discerners and even where this gift is being stirred and awakened for each believer, for us to increase in our discernment, especially in the times and the seasons that we are alive in, Lord, that you will cause those the checks in our spirits to rise up when we need to pay attention and listen and not just embrace what we're hearing, that you will nudge us when we are to release hope and healing and victory into other people's lives, Lord, that we can discern strategically within our homes, within our jobs, that we can be the history makers and the kingdom influencers and the hope givers and the prophetic solutionists for the season that you have called us to be alive in. I release that impartation now to each person that is listening. And Lord, we thank you for wisdom as they maneuver in this gift. And Jesus, it's about you. It's about your kingdom. And what a privilege it is to partner with you for your kingdom. So we give you, Lord, all the glory, all the honor, and all the praise. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Amen. And you've been listening to Messianic Vision with our guest, Becca Greenwood. And now here's Sid to tell you how you can get this special resource. The key to effective prayer is to discern what are the spiritual forces that are working all around you? In her brand new book, Discerning the Spirit Realm, Becca Greenwood mentors you on the importance of discerning God's spirit, the enemy's tactics, angelic activity, and much more. Becca also recorded an exclusive two CD set entitled Discernment Made Easy. You realize that everyone that is a believer, can operate in discernment, and many of you even do, and you dismiss it. You just write it off. And Becca shares how easy it is to discern the things of the Spirit once you have the tools in place listed in her book. Becca also shares how you can teach your kids and grandkids how to discern. Imagine the leg up they're going to have as a result. Don't you wish you were taught this as a young child? Additionally, Becca created an exclusive booklet entitled Breaking Strongholds, where she reveals the many areas in our lives where the enemy may have found entrance to harass you. She gives you prayers to pray when you discern what areas that you need freedom. Once you pray these prayers and take authority of the specific areas in your life, your life will change radically. You'll walk in new freedom and glory. Call now for Becca's brand new book, Discerning the Spirit Realm, her exclusive two CD set, Discernment Made Easy, and her booklet, Breaking Strongholds, 
for an investment of 35 U.S. dollars. Becca Greenwood's brand new book, Discerning the Spirit Realm, her exclusive two-CD set, Discernment Made Easy, and her exclusive booklet, Breaking Strongholds. Offer number 9710 for an investment of 35 U.S. dollars. To order, call 1-800-447-2697. Once again, that's 1-800-447-2697. Or go to our website at sidroth.org. That's S-I-D-R-O-T-H dot O-R-G. Be sure to ask for offer number 9710. Once again, that's offer number 9710. 